0: Love talk radio. Welcome, welcome to the Matthew Talk Show. I'm your host, Celebrity Matthew Tiger and that's Let's pump up it up. It is October the thirtieth, five PM Eastern Time. How y'all guys doing today? Trick-or-treat. Tonight is trick-or-treat, so please be careful to watch out for the boys and girls out there. We have a lovely guest today. We have author writer Angela Marshall. We'll be on the show. Let's bring on. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me.
0: Um, thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Um, how's your day going so far?
1: It is going outstanding. I have absolutely no complaints. Uh, I don't think anybody cares anyway, so I just kind of make it a point to just whatever comes along, just take care of it and, and keep on keeping on.
0: <laughs> amen. 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 Now, you're from uh, Augusta, Georgia. Anybody want to give a shout-out to?
1: I would love to give a shout-out to my children, Arthur and Auburn, and my amazing grandchildren. I'm not going to take the time to name them, but I have some, some wonderful family members, great, uh, great support system. Hello, kudos to, to all of you that are in my corner, that are on my crew, and just, you know, support me in every way possible. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Amen, amen. So guys, please call in at uh, 516-453-9476. That's 516-453-9476. We're talking about today uh, your book and other topics here, uh, Reality to Rag, to Riches, the Life of you know, an ex-NFL wife. Tell me, uh, how, how did it get started? How did you meet uh, your husband?
1: Well, we actually met in high school. We were, quote, unquote, high school sweethearts, as some would term it. And the relationship, or actually friendship and their relationship was kind of blossomed from there, went through a lot of ups and downs as as relationships would have it, especially when you're so young and you're trying to kind of, I guess, guide and direct who you are and what you want out of life. And then we had children young, (laughs) so couple that with – a little bit of fame and a little bit of fortune and, and immaturity and, and initially it was just a recipe for disaster but you know thank goodness both of us now are on a, an amazing um path he is doing well in florida we've been divorced almost 21 years and we are the Amen. best of friends now
0: <laughs> that's amazing that's 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 robin here that's good that is good did, did he uh help you with the book that you know your book and all that
1: no, but he every step of the process, I would send him like little snippets just to let him know that it was not one of those bashing or demeaning books, you know, not right. like a tell-all about, uh, you know, some sort of NFL secrets or, or talking about right, it in any, type of, right, in any type of derogatory way. That was never the intention for the book, and for those of you that have it and those of you that, um, you know, intend on getting it, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. It's really just as the title suggests, it is. The story in life of an ex-NFL wife, where I just talk about my deficient areas, which a lot of them are areas I'm still deficient in, and I'm still growing and learning. So it's not about right. you know him and just you know talking about how what he didn't do and how he didn't do it and denouncing money and anything like that. None, none of that is inside of my book. It is all you know growth. It is all you know, teaching you how to live by caring for yourself. And then just, you know, how to stop being wooed and being awed with societal uh, pressure.
0: Right, right. Now, you're uh, you best known as Arthur Stone. Stone. That, is,
1: that is correct, because I am a um, two-time published author, and I am a best-selling uh, featured author in Women Who Lead, which is a global anthology that features 31 amazing, incredible, phenomenal women across the globe that talk about their struggles to success.
0: Right. And you also talked about in your book or I think I read somewhere bullying. Bullying. Don't oh, you yeah. um I think, you know, you, you talk about how kids get bu- bullied in school and um and other things, you know, that goes on. Absolutely. Bullying is just a part of society, right?
1: I mean, it's just something Right, that that's you, true. It's just something that you can't get away from, but I believe that if you take bullying and you you know kind of like the part that i forgot which comedian i was i was um watching on netflix where he talked about bullies and he said hey you know the parts that they talk about uh, was um concerning you that are true just take that and and you know it expound on it and make yourself better and the other thing, just use that you know the things that aren't true just use that to to strengthen yourself but yes i was really right. quite a book and it was just it was um it was a lot of things. You know, I I think hurt people hurt people. Miserable people bring misery to people. Um, you know, weak people try to weaken other people. So yes, ma'am. we've all done, you know, um, we've all crossed that path. I mean, I even after I was bullied for so long, I became a, a bully or a mean girl of sorts myself. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I just think that... Uh, you know, it's one of those unnecessary evils, if you will. Now, I'm not talking about people that or bullies that go so far as to, you know, get into a person's mind to really just depress them and suppress them and make them want to kill themselves or feel less than. But I think, you know, right. a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of pointing out some of our inadequacies and, and deficiencies, I, you know, I, I think that's, that's not a bad thing. I'll give you a, a good example Like, just one of the things that I'm going through personally now is how to not be so um, judgmental when it comes Mm -hmm. to guys, like with dating. You know, like I'm trying to be that independent woman that's Mm -hmm. totally in control, that asshole female. I'm really trying to just, you know, hone her back in, dial her down, (laughs) and just, you know, yeah. So, you know, like I said, the bullying, I think, as I talk about it in my book now in, in that regard, it's just about me uh, during middle school and how there were certain things that, that really, really hurt my feelings and, and you know, made mm-hmm. me feel a little bad. But now it's just, you know, it, it, it made me who I am today.
0: <laughs> exactly. Amen. Now, you uh, started writing, uh, Actually, someone to give you, uh, you know, um, uh, Susan Smith, your fourth-grade teacher. Uh, introduce yeah. you to creative writing <laughs> tell me about that how, how, how did she inspire you mm-hmm.
1: oh my gosh miss susie smith is an amazing or was an amazing educator um uh, back in that day i mean mm. many many students she has planted seeds and and invested in and now we're all you know very successful in, in our own right but basically mm-hmm. i was this storyteller right so so you know, I grew up in like modest beginnings. I would come to school and I would tell these elaborate tales, none of which were true. But I was talking about right. how you know I did this, I did that on the weekend, and she knew it. She knew I I was embellishing and and was you know kind of making making all these stories up. And so she took that and instead of berating me or you know calling me a liar. She challenged mm-hmm. that and was like, okay, well, you know, you have um, this gift of storytelling. What I want you to do is I want you to, you know, I want you to put it on paper and then you're going to get up in front of the class and you're going to tell the stories. And eventually what that turned into was me being able to put those, put that work into essays. And I entered a lot of contest and, to be honest, quite a few of them I actually – I actually won. So yeah, she knows these very early and it was the encouragement. I I'd say it was the jump start to me being a writer and an author today.
0: Hey, Amen. Amen. <laughs> hey, um, we have some questions people are asking me right now. Um Monica from Dallas, Texas, wanna know uh why did you and your ex husband uh, get a divorce?
1: we got a divorce monica very good question glad you asked that we got a divorce because i was a hot mess how about that (laughs) i was one uh mixed up young lady who even with his flaws and different things that came along with him and his baggage and, and the lifestyle i just was not settled in who i needed to be and i knew that i was not going to be that woman that he needed to help him to get to where he needed to be. I was not going to, you know, uh, walk that path with him so that he could grow. It was just a total, total nightmare. Even after we had two children very early, mm-hmm. really in all actuality, I think we both were just trying to stay for that reason, just because of the children. Okay. I know he was tired of me. Yeah, he was tired of me and I was tired of him but I, you she, know, she know.
0: has she has another question i, I, I they okay. had, i'm sorry all these people were asking me <laughs> questions she said "Did you, you knew that before you got into the relationship when you, you know, first met and you knew his, his situation as far as uh you know when he went to high school and, and college and then and so you knew what kind of guy he were Um you know what changed so, what um, changed I, so so let
1: me I knew that he was a very confident guy. I knew that he, you know, had his head on straight and he was focused about what he wanted, where he was going in life, and I knew that he was a good guy. The thing is, for me, when I made the decision to file for divorce, it was solely because at the point to where in our marriage where there should have been a little bit more understanding and compromise and peace, I could not give that to him because I was mentally – and emotionally and internally, erect myself. So it had nothing mm. to do with him. It was all about me. Is what I'm trying to convey. Okay.
0: Okay. Did you ever get counseling? You know, for for your you know for your situation. Yes,
1: we tried. We tried counseling because we were we dated for six years. We date, I'm sorry, we dated for seven years. We were married for six. So that's a total of thirteen years of trying to, you know, put the puzzle pieces together, if you would. But it just Mm -hmm. never materialized the way that it needed to be. So, you know, just one day uh, in 1999 when we were trying to do the counseling session, I mean, the light bulb just went off. And I just said to myself, you know, no more trying to talk to her about what he's not doing that's not fulfilling me and whatever else. I just got to take the reins. I have to to take responsibility for myself and accountability. Make this about me. And it's just what Mm -hmm. I needed to do for me.
0: Okay. Okay. We got so many questions. Oh, my God. Um, another, well, I, me, I'm going to ask this because I, I wait. We got to do a second interview <laughs> if you can. Um, oh, my God. Did you, uh, let me get this right here. Um, Thank I mean, you. For I heard, questions, I, I read, a, guys, I it. Yeah, they asked a lot of questions. Um, I read about uh, that, you know, years on, you know, you wanted to commit suicide. Uh, if you don't want to touch on that, we don't have to, uh, uh, but it was something I read about.
1: I think it's very important to talk about it because, again, I'm in the business of using my transparency and my truth to help others. You know, I don't ever mm-hmm. want anybody to feel like like I did, that, that they're alone in, in their thoughts or, or what they think, Um, you know, they're going right. through. But, yes, that is that is correct. I contemplated suicide, Um, you know, I just – I felt like my life did not matter. And what's so crazy is because while in that lifestyle you have the best of, or quote, unquote, what what society says is the best of the best, you have all this type of help, whether it's, you know, maid service, car service, you have chefs, Mm. you have I mean, you have it all, and I did. But but think about this. I felt like because my children – had all these other people attending to them, my ex-husband at the time. I mean, you know, he could make a phone call and he could get stuff done without me. Right. And, again, mm-hmm. you have to understand where I was mentally, emotionally, and internally. Like, I already was just feeling worthless and useless anyway. Mm-hmm. So that is why I felt like my life, my life, um, you know, my energy and my effort did not matter. And, yes, I did. And it was actually our daughter who was, I think she was four, three, four. Or or five at the time that actually saved me because I was Mm -hmm. well. Actually, um, she had come home from school and I had like I would have these intense migraines all the time, and so my primary care in Denver had prescribed me some um, pain pills, and Uh I you know grabbed the bottle off of the nightstand and was getting ready to you know take them. I had made you know what I thought made peace with myself and. She burst through the door, and we would always do this game where I would, you know, our daughter' name is Auburn, but I call her Aubie, and I would say, Aubie, Aubie, mm-hmm. Aubie, I love my Aubie. And she burst through the door and said, "Mommy, mommy, mommy, I love my mommy," and that stopped me.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. God is good. Amen. Amen. God is awesome. Now, amen. God now, is awesome. Uh, here were... I am, twenty-something years later, and you know,
1: vibrant amen. and able to tell my story.
0: Yes. And most people can most people can do that. Now you you've got um, you've been in, 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 in uh with him for a while and you've been around a lot of people. Uh have, have you ever talked to any other uh NFL wives um you know, um, in this situation who's been in this situation before uh with other uh NFL players? Uh have have you consulted well, other wives?
1: Well, oddly enough, all of the wives that was in my circle at the time—remember, we were in the NFL from 1992 to '98—so we're like veterans. Mm -hmm. It's not like newbies. But all of the—interestingly enough, the wives, the four wives that were in our circle at that time, everybody's divorced. Nobody's together. (laughs) Oh. So. Wow. Right. Right. Nobody's together now. With that being said, I'm still in talks like I've, you know, conversed back and forth with the guys like Rodney Hampton, Reggie Johnson, Sean Moore, um, you know, different ones like that. And, like, I told them I would get Sterling Sharp. I told them I was ready to write this book, and I gave them the premise for the book, and they're all in support of I mean, they're they're very – they're all, um, you know, advocates for me as it it relates to that. But, no, I don't really talk to – you know, let's just say the NFL Inter- wives association per se. I it's not like mm-hmm. I don't want to, but I just have not gotten to that point just yet.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, have you have you been uh, you know uh, approached to do TV? Uh, I mean, know, uh, um, yeah, any any documents or anything like that from any uh, producers? No, not at your any story?
1: Time, but I. Not at the moment, but I am in high demand as it relates to podcasts, radio, and TV shows. It is my goal to just tell my story, whatever branches, whatever doors, whatever windows, mm-hmm. whatever platforms that open up opens up for me. I'm willing, you know, to engage definitely with with all of them. But at this particular time, I'm really focused on just telling my story because I'm in a place of healing. So like even for you right now, like this is on your platform, this is therapy mm. for me. <laughs> because I get oh, to talk
0: that's,
1: and I that's get to beautiful. Tell oh. Right. I get to oh, talk yeah. and I get to tell my story and that's where my focus is right now. Now, I will say this when um one of the reality I won't say which one, but it was many, many years ago. One of the reality Housewives show uh, came was coming out, the pilot was coming out, I was asked to mm-hmm. be potential, you know, castmate on one of the the, the first um, series or the first um, seasons, and I decided mm-hmm. that that was not be, um, you know, I did not have the the mental head space for it, did not want. Um,
0: right.
1: You know, at the time I was just really trying to, to unpack and, and do some,
0: some soul work right. within
1: myself, and I didn't want that on TV.
0: Okay. Uh, Sarah from uh, Chicago gives uh, – she 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 want to give her uh, sympathy to your mom. I know she passed away uh, due to ca- cancer and all that, so she, she, she's, she's very sorry that you had to go through that.
1: Thank you very much, Cher. I appreciate your condolences, but let me just say this. Um, losing my mom the way that I did, uh, passing away with cervical cancer was, and this is going to sound cold and callous, but my explanation will open it up a lot more for you, because prior to my mom, Passing, I was merely just existing. I was going through the motions. I was, I was robotic. I was not, um, you know, I had not defined myself. But there was something with watching my mom when she got that diagnosis in April of 2013, and then she eventually died in August of 2013. And I was bedside every single day, like I watched her transition. Mm-hmm. I watched her wither. I watched her deteriorate, if you would and it just it you know it did something to me and it made me understand like just how valuable and precious life is and even more so Amen. the importance of how even more so the importance of how I needed to live every single moment and minute and second of every day so you know I'm, uh, while I'm I'm very saddened that my mom is, is no longer here you know her spirit like that transition and, 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 you know, like that transference of her life and her zeal and her passion for life as I held her hand, you know, towards the last month or for, for, for the last month of her life, like every single day, it's just, it it's helping me to live right now.
0: Right. Uh, Latoya from Cincinnati, Ohio, want to know how many books have you written and do you do uh, speaking engagements?
1: Yes, uh, thank you very much. I think, what did you say, LaToya?
0: LaToya from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yes, thank you for for that question, LaToya. Yes, I do speak in engagement, obviously with COVID and the restrictions in place. My calendar has been very slim, but I'm open if you're open. <laughs> um, I have written two books. <laughs> I've written two books. Um, I've published two books. Uh, my first book in 2016 was, or is, a compilation of poetry. It's lust, Lessons, Love, and Life. The second book is my autobiography, which is the story and life of an ex NFL wife. And the third book, which I did not author, but I'm a co-author and a featured author, is a bestseller. And it is Women Who Lead: Extraordinary Women That um, With Extraordinary Achievements. So yeah, just mm-hmm. hit me up if you want me to come speak. <laughs> I do virtual as well.
0: Amen. We have another uh we have another question here from Mark from Detroit. Uh he wanna know uh what is the ups and downs of being in the NFL? I mean, as uh, if you're a woman, what do you expect, you know, once you get into the NFL and you're married to a, a um a, a guy and if you are a man a you know
1: <laughs> a Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he
0: wanna know like, okay, what what do you expect? You know, how do you deal with all that stuff? I mean what what's the the grimy, not the grimy, but I guess you know, ups and down. What, what, what are you going to look for? It ain't always be good and, and good and all that. You know, it's bad time times. That's correct.
1: So, Th- yeah. That is correct. Hey, Mark, thank you for the question. And let me just say first and foremost, I think in any situation, you know, relationships are just are work, and you have to be prepared. You know, because other people mm-hmm. see the value in your spouse and your partner and your mate. And, you know, sometimes I can get a little aggressive, so I would be remiss to not say that a big part of right. what tightened our mind was all of the women, you know, all of the the other people that saw value in him or they saw dollar signs or whatever they saw, okay? Now, with that being said, don't mistake um, mistake what I've just said and, and you know, um, couple it with, our divorce as if that's why I filed for divorce because that's not. But right. one of the, the the one of the major things that I learned in that lifestyle is you have to be very, very settled and secure and confident in who you are because when you define who you are, others can't confine you. And see because I had not defined who I was, they were confining me. Societal pressure was on me it felt like it's supposed to look like this, It's supposed to wear this hair like this and this and that. I mean there's so much river marau that that is you know bombarding you all the time until it, you know, it can be overwhelming when you're not seated. and I was not at that age and at that stage and level of my life, I just was not. I was not equipped to handle everything that came along with it in addition to being a young mother. You know, um, fresh out of high because literally I was fresh out of high school, even though he, you know, graduated from from UGA and everything. But it it just it just was a difficult time in my life that posed a lot of 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 self reflection, and I'm happy that I'm now able to, you know, go through those things and really just share them with other people, so then that.
0: Right. Uh, Martha from from, um, Indianapolis, Indiana, Indiana, said you are a very brave woman and a survivor.
1: Well, thank you very much. I I, um, have done a lot of work on myself, and I do uh, not, I I try not to neglect any opportunity I get to pat myself on the back, not in a vain way or or an egotistical Mm -hmm. way, but just to really, really know where I've come from and where I'm at now, It's it's been a long journey, and I still have a, uh, I mean, an uphill journey to go, but now the difference between me then and me now is I am up for it. Like, no matter what mm-hmm. I'm going through, I'm going over, I'm going around, I'm going under, I might pause, I might stop, but I am not going to quit. <laughs>
0: amen, amen. Now, this is a quote that I, I got from your book or just, you know, well read. To us, it's not giving to those that wait. It's giving to those that work. What do you mean by that?
1: That, that, that just means, you know, a lot of people try to use a biblical scripture where it's faith. You got to have faith. You, you mm-hmm. have to have faith. Yes, that is correct. Faith is very, um, and wishing and wanting is very, much a part of that success formula, but you're missing the the, the main component, which is to work, which is to mm-hmm. make sure that you are putting in the action so that you can get whatever it is. And let me just go one step further. I do not define success for you or for Irene or for Tim or for Tom. Success right. is different to me to, to different people. So anything that you want to be, you know, a success in, whether it being an entrepreneur or being employee of the month, being a, a great mother, a great father, a great provider, whatever that is that you're trying to be a success in, you have to work for it. amen as matter of fact, I have another quote that says success is a dish served only to the bold. So you have to be bold so that you can be successful. you got to go for it.
0: <laughs> amen. And, you know, I, I like your videos on, on – uh, Instagram, you're very, you know, spontaneous and you're dancing. You, mean, you know what I'm saying? You're pumping it up like I do, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm out there dancing too, but you're up there, you know, I'm like, look at, look at that. She's shaking, you know, you know what That's what that's, That keeps me... For me, dancing is is a, it's a medicine. I don't drink or smoke, but I love dancing. I love interviewing. So, to me, that's a high. You know, when I'm interviewing someone, I get high off of that. I like to hear people's uh, success, you know, so I, I, I feel you on that.
1: Agreed. The dancing. Let me tell everybody out there in radio land and, and wherever else you are listening to this blog talk show. I dance a lot of times because I either have just went through something very traumatic, just like now. Mm-hmm. Like I got some very very um, discouraging and damaging news last night, and so I internally I am a mess. But hey, just like my mentor says, the show must go on. So here I am on your mm-hmm. on your show, you know, right now, still putting my best foot forward and and moving mm-hmm. forward. But dancing, mm-hmm. if you see me pop up and I'm dancing, it's because I'm trying and not mask because I don't do that anymore. So I'm not trying to mask pain. I'm not trying to mask, you know, trying to to stay chained to a particular issue or problem. I'm just doing mm-hmm. what I. Have taught myself to do as a defense mechanism to help me to get over it, and I absolutely love dancing, all genres of music. <laughs> yes,
0: hey, amen. We only got a couple of minutes, but I want I want to have you back on the show because I want to talk about uh, you have a business um, that you own. Um, I, yes. Can you tell me a little bit? About, uh, you can tell me a little bit about that uh, if you want to, and then you know we can uh, continue that on the next interview if you if you like
1: absolutely so i am a creative content consultant and what a creative content consultant does is take your ideas and they turn your we turn your narrative into a complete idea that has the focus on whatever it is you're trying to convey so i write speeches mm-hmm. bios i do resume i do resume training um wow. anything proposals bids I help people ghostwrite. write, like I've um, helped nine authors write their books. So wow. I, that, is mm. what, that is what my business is. And I actually had to be very flexible and turn to that after COVID <laughs> knocked out all of my speaking engagements to, mm-hmm. you know, travel around the globe and talk about my books. So, yes, I am a creative content consultant, and my business is, in other words, by stone.
0: Okay, definitely. I'll definitely get to have you back on air and talk a little bit more about that um, and things like that. Uh, how can people get in contact with you? What, what's the best contact information?
1: So my social media, I am all over the place. You can uh, Google Angela Marshall. You can Google the story, in Life of X and FL wife Or you can go to my website, com. I respond to messages, and yes, it is me. I get that a lot. Sometimes it may take me a while to get back to people, but I, I don't pay people to respond to, you know, followers or people that are at, trying to contact me for information. I actually respond to everyone myself. And thank you, man, thank you so Amen. much for having me on the show. I know it wasn't going to be quite enough time because there's a lot of information, and you and I. Have I got I got people
0: asking me questions. They got I got so <laughs> many people asking me questions. Because I'm on different platforms and all that, and I, I just get questions, you know, questions, questions. So I definitely get to have you back on the show if you, you know, we had to work that out. And uh, guys, tune in again. Uh, you can hear this uh, on Blog talking and other uh, media platforms. Stay tuned for more on the Matthew Talk Radio Show. And thank you, Miss Angela, for coming on the show. God bless you.
1: Thank you.